0: She starts
1: Juliet, I will lie with you tonight. Your mic is p- more powerful than mine. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not. I feel okay with my volume. I know, and jazz it's jazz. so great.
0: It's, it's not the mic.
1: Purple my favorite color. Uh, feel free to
0: mess with the levels as you cool. want. To yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Sorry,
2: three. Four.
0: Sorry. One. Oh, it's so. We did label them except
2: for four, which okay. is not. Bad. I'm number one. You <laughs> should never gave him number one. <laughs> Sorry. Give <laughs> <laughs> me two seconds. Just do one more thing. So, you're one, you're two? Yeah. I'm three.
0: And She's across. three, you're four.
2: I'm three.
0: You're, you're, you're pretty loud, too. You're not even up on the
2: mic. That's why I never I sit. I know. You're
1: like so far away.
2: Yeah. So, I always that's sit right. kind of far. My oh. still wow. You want to bring it down a little bit? One, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah.
0: Compared to me, how's that?
2: Yes. Uh, actually, it's probably a little bit higher than yours a little
0: bit. Yeah. So, that's uh, fine. You don't need to hear me talk anyway. That's true. Kevin, go again, please. This is mute that uh, way. This is Kevin Bang. mic check.
2: All right. check one, mic well, check
0: two. Definitely, yeah, come a little more,
3: okay? This is Kevin. Kevin, mic check one, mic right check two. Right there is good. Right here? Don't come any closer. All
1: right. <laughs> check, uh, check. One, two, one, two.
3: Loud. Mom's spaghetti.
1: Are
0: you, are you going to be talking that loud? One, two. Yeah, I'm going to talk like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's how I talk. Is I'm, this the podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yes, I'm looking up little tidbits of info about like, the movie uh, for you guys. Forget about it. Yeah, Oh,
2: yeah. my God. I'm going to need therapy after this one, everyone. Uh, welcome again to another episode, the 13th episode Ooh, nice. of the Download Podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Darren Jenkins, and I'm with Chris Saunders. And we have special treats today because usually we only have one guest, but today we got a bonus. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bang, co-founder of the Asian American Film Social and Corotan. And Kadwani, did I pronounce that? Yes, correct? you did. Yeah, I'm so well nice. Award winning actress, producer, MC, and television host. Plus, she's a philanthropist. I don't know how you do it with all the that time. That's too much insane. <laughs> um, and we are here today to talk about a movie I had not seen before this. I had heard a what? lot about it. Yeah. It's yeah. Um Romeo, the nineteen ninety-six uh, edition of Romeo and Juliet's. Um, with our, I think everybody's favorite actor, Leonardo DiCaprio oh, yeah. and really? I don't know. I,
1: Claire, Claire Danes, you Daines, know, Daines, she's, like a, she's on Homeland. I still call that. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So yeah. One season. Did you know that? One season. One season. And she became this breakout star.
2: Well, I mean, I, to be honest, when, so watching this, I, when I, for, I forgot she was in this movie kind of, and I was like, who the hell is this girl? <laughs> Because she looks so different with the dark hair, I'm yeah, not used to seeing long. her with dark hair. You know, so. Um, also
1: mentioned, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Oh yes. yeah, love yes. him. I just watched The Get Down. You guys watch that? Yes. Oh, it was created Baz by Baz Luhrmann and guys 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 with guys a bunch of other people, people Stephen Elliott Gurgis. Yep. Oh, okay. And you know, it has that Baz. We're well, on a first name basis. That Baz, Baz style, that visual style. He also did uh, The Great Gatsby.
2: The Great Gatsby. Oh. So he loves oh. Leonardo. He Elias loves Leo.
1: He did a. Oh Moulin picture. Rouge. Moulin That's R- so Rouge. him too, you yeah. know.
2: There's a lot of themes there for him. You he, kinda cross over, I think, too, so
1: he's great visually. Yeah. You know Leo and uh Claire hated each other. Like they avoided each other. They the rumors said yeah. that he would play pranks on the cast and so he would she got tired of that, <laughs> she just wanted to work and she just avoided him until it was time to shoot uh, the scenes. She, she that sounds about right. She would definitely That's, hate me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because that's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I avoid him all the time too. So there's well, sometimes that. you
1: have serious scenes, guys, and you can't be around people playing pranks. You got to get into the zone as an actress. I feel her because sometimes you're like trying to get ready for a you know emotional scene where you're crying, and your co-star is trying to make jokes to make you laugh. That's so you've that's been on say. a
2: set where people have been like playing or like because uh, I feel like on on sets people get bored between you oh, know sure. and. That's when you get chatty. It gets, yeah. That's like when the craziness ensues. By the way, SVU's filming down the street. I got a grill outside. I'm not sure why they need a oh, grill, so but that's a whole other story. That's called craft yeah.
1: services. That's uh, for I mean, the people on in the show. Craft services, that's and right. Grill? They Damn. ask you for your order. What do you want for lunch? Grilled chicken yeah. or today's special, some grilled salmon. Are
0: you two on IMDb?
2: You guys um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna pretend I'm on. <laughs> st- I've been on SVU, so maybe I could just squeeze right in.
2: Yeah. Just say, oh yeah, I'm here <laughs> to shoot that one scene with the uh, cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, with the dead body. <laughs> with right, the dead with body. the dead body. Oh, like ice tea. Aw oh, man. <laughs> so, um, let's get into this. Uh, so, the the choice of the film was um, interesting because I, again, I had not watched this, and it's been since this was '96.
1: Where were you in 1996 when so you watched this movie? I funny, don't funny
2: about that. So, <laughs> what had I, happened? I was though? digging up all all of this stuff on this film and. If you think about it, the 90s was this it was a cult, kind of a club culture of sorts. This was when the club scene in New York and LA was at the, at, the, at its highest. Um Hollywood had seen like they needed to kind of do like this culturally relevant film that kind of clashed uh between like the hip hop, the 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 club scene and this classical era. I mean, at the same time we're talking about a year later, or it was a year before, a year later, probably, I think Othello came out with Lawrence Fishburne. Oh. There was this conversation about being different and doing things. And this is, in 96, this is all the films, these are some of the films that came out, which will tell you what the theme is. Train Spotting, Scream, Mars Attacks, um, Dust Till Dawn, Time to Kill, Swingers, Pink Kingpin. These are all mm-hmm. like these very culturally relevant Very edgy, very aimed type films. Even And then even during uh, like a year earlier, uh, New York Undercover came in. and That kind of set the tone toward selling a product toward a younger audience.
1: Oh, man. I remember 96 so clearly. I was a freshman in high school. I had my silver high top boots Uh with white (laughs) shoelaces. Remember that? They were dope. (laughs) AF. Everybody wanted them. And I did the Kool-Aid red hair. Oh. Like you, we used to dye our hair with actual Kool-Aid. What? Yes. You you put Kool-Aid in your hair and it becomes red. And so I had these like red, mm. this red hair. And I was fresh to death, man. And mm. I remember. That. And that movie was so me. Like yeah, you're trying to f- you. young love. Yeah. You know, you, you 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 see somebody through the the fish tank. Not really, but you know what I mean. You, yeah. you, you catch a glance. And, and remember AIM was coming out yep. then, like AOL chat. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, it, was <laughs> it was a whole shift.
3: It was that transition of technology during that time. I think mm-hmm. we we're all the same age. I think Chris and I were both in eighth grade or ninth grade when this movie came out in '96. Well, we are we're not the
1: same age, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> You You are older. You
3: were a freshman, you said, in 96?
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, so you're younger. (laughs)
3: That's
2: a wrap on this podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like, everyone in eighth
3: grade and ninth grade, I think, for most part, if you grew up in a United States or Western public school, like, you learned Romeo and Juliet. You read the text or you acted it out in school. That's true. Right? So, everyone knows this text. So, then, for me, it was relevant because I was 13, 14 actually doing this in school. Right. This movie came out, and I saw the previous movies in 68 and other adaptations, and I thought. This was Boring. So like what mm-hmm. Baz did with this. Right. And right. let's
1: not forget we didn't even go into John Leguizamo. Remember? Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was in this movie and he was so good. That was
2: kind of like his. Um. That was right when he was starting to cl- like. Yeah. Cl-
1: like. This was know. it though, right? Yeah. Like he was, to be he, in a Baz Lerman yeah. with Leo. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel
2: like it was
0: kind of a side note to. Um, to Rudd. You,
1: think so. Oh, well. No. That was okay, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I was, he really, he did a good job. And I remember he was getting cast playing um, all these, like, gangsters, you know. Mm. He he talks a lot about that even oh, yeah, now when, if you ask him, he has a lot of interviews where he talks about, like, the only roles he got was, you know, gangsters, the, mm. the Latino, like, knife wielder character. And he milked it in this character.
2: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, the, hes hes he's definitely one of my favorite versatile actors. I mean, he does, he's done a lot of different things. Early in his career, yeah, he was kind of as a solo artist, solo yeah, plays. Yeah, and now he's in one of my favorite movie, John Wick. So there's that.
1: Oh. So, so
0: I have a question. He's um,
2: was, did he start as
0: a comedian or solo shows? I think he started as a comic, Com- but then comic, comic. he started doing
1: solo plays. And the way he yeah, developed solo plays was in comedy, you right. know, in the op- mm-hmm. you know, in the, as a comedy show, right. he would test out his material. Yeah,
2: he had his remember he had his show, the John Leguizamo show, yeah. and whatever, yeah. which was funny as hell.
0: But did he also um? Do some dancing because that first scene that he appears in Romeo and Juliet, he's like he has a
1: lot of Spanish dancing. I feel
2: like he probably probably did, but you also have to remember too, like a lot of the actors who were coming out around that time, his age, they were all coming out of like the um, you know SVAs and and the Parsons and all these schools that had these multi-dimensional acting programs. So they had to learn dance and they had Mm -hmm. to learn voice and they had to learn speech and all these different things. So that made them, I think, just so much more ahead of the the. And the curve. he's Latino, so he he's just doing. Latino. He's always
1: doing the so salsa. He's got <laughs> he got that rhythm.
2: He got that rhythm. Um, what do we think about the? So, you know, I will give people give give you some. What was your thoughts on the film itself? Like, uh, from the standpoint of it's you know how good it was you know what what do you think was the some of the standout performances i have my favorite performance but i'll
1: let you guys go go with that first yeah you know, i feel like at the heart of it it's a very depressing piece yes right it, in actuality it's a 17 year old who falls in love with like a what is she or year yeah he's 14 he's,
3: he's, in the original script she's uh, yeah it's 14 in shakespeare's original yeah
1: and he's wow. how old
3: Probably seventeen. Yeah. 17 right? yeah.
1: And then they they have this they take this poison, there's all this the, all this stuff going on, and then they die, and it's just so sad. And and no matter how you know, you can I've seen so many different adaptations of it as well. And mm. no matter what, at the you know, at the core of it, you always feel that pain at the end. Tragedy, right? It's like Shakespearean yeah. tragedy. No! Is, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. Shakespeare did. I thought it was the opposite. What? I
0: thought it was like in Shakespeare, like when everybody dies, it's a comedy. I'm using air quotes. No. Here, and then when it's, like, funny... What it's are you a talking about? It's a I thought, I thought, no, oh, usually a
1: comedy has a wedding in Shakespeare. So
0: it had a wedding. Comedy. No, but this <laughs> is a true tragedy.
1: Come on. You see Come what on, I Chris. Deal with. <laughs> it,
2: it, it, was, it was tragic. Um, well, you know, I'm going I'm to step back for a second before we go down there. I, I thought, you know, his Baz's style of filming yeah. um, is very, like...
3: It's fast paced yeah very, it's very fast paced
2: uh, so right, very-, very colorful very rich um, kind of gave me a little bit of feeling like I was watching like a faster paced version of Fifth Element in a lot of the ways they use the color and yeah. the music and the one thing I did kind of notice and I don't know if he did this on purpose was the uh, the uh, the scene where um, Desiree is performing mm-hmm. Um, it's is almost uh, this operatic you know urban kind of neo soul yeah. and let's give her props she came forward with this song a lot sooner than a lot of the neo soul artists have been it was very operatic really felt like the the diva scene in fifth element
1: oh yeah that's true yeah and you know, know desray has any, does hasn't even really released songs or performed live since since that yeah since that movie it i'm looking at the cast list right now let me tell you, I forgot that Dash Mihawk, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, played Benvolio. He's he's on Ray Donovan. Yeah. And Paul Sorvino, Brian Dennehy playing the yep. Capulet and the Montague House Lords, and Harold Perrineau, who played Mercutio. Paul Rudd playing Count Paris. So I just I just finished binging Parks and Rec Rack, and remember Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one twenty over 20 years old.
0: That was my... Who was that? Comments that uh, popped in my head was like that was pretty tragic. Was uh, Ben Volo's performance? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was
1: yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, no. he wasn't that good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was not that good. Well, <laughs> yeah. people disagree with you because now a he's already Darren done. What
3: you're about. saying about the movie being <laughs> fast-paced, frenetic? <laughs> <You> know, <maybe laughs> right. uh, Twenty years uh, later, he's
1: one, gotten better. One, two, one, two, one. Oh, and this guy, <laughs> Jesse Bradford as Balthazar. he's been on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's been on. He has that face. I'm, I'm looking up. He's been on this guy. Wait a second. I know this face. You know how sometimes you just see a face and you're like, yeah. <laughs> He's on Shooter. Anyway, whatever. I don't know.
3: I think it's not it's not a movie for it's everyone, not a point know, It's you know. like it's a pretty messy canvas of a movie, you know? Like, I mean, a little
1: bit.
2: You know? It was very uh hard for me to get used to it right. when it first came cuz like it really it comes out the box the right. first scene right. is just like so frenetic mm-hmm. that it like I texted you like I literally was watching it maybe like the first 10 minutes in and I was just like what the hell's going on here, Baz man? Lerman. He is...
1: Yeah. He's so dope. This you was the dry run, a
2: precursor to Mulan. Do you know what like, lends Yes. Style, yes. Oh, yeah. Do you know
1: what lends itself to
0: what you just said? Was that, is also that I felt the music wasn't... Like, there's a lot of movies we talk about where the, the music really, like, supports the film. Right. <coughs> and I felt there was a love lot of situations me, where... Me. It, it was just there. It was definitely just background music. It, it didn't. It didn't like have the same message. There's definitely songs that do do that. Well, didn't, right. don't you
1: think that he tried to establish the time? Like he had these like grungy songs in there, and then he had this like shift with the cardigans, um, and then he had just some you know some singers of the day like Desiree we're talking about, and he had like a song from Garbage on on there and. I just feel like he established mm. for me established the uh, the decade or you know ninety that, that year ninety six that comes to my mind yeah. so easily. And
3: that opening, some of that opening scene though. I mean, mm. you're juice with a TV, so that's like you're you're modernizing Shakespeare. First of all, like in the actual play, it's like they're running on their horses, the Capulets and Montagues, they like they run into each other, they have beef, right. Right? And they, right? And they're doing this whole like you buy your thumb my mustard, you know, this whole like back and forth like talking smack. But here it's like they're they're driving these cars, right? Right, they're two rival businesses. Mm-hmm. In contemporary America, or like a Western world, right? Um, they're at a gas station. Right. Their daggers and swords are guns, right? Not knives. Which I are, love that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Right. Um,
1: Remember when, when he things. when he stomps out the cigarette?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of a <laughs> those. Those some cool boots. <laughs> there's also something later at the beach where he throws his uh, gun in the sand and it kind of sticks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, sword. yeah. Yeah, like a sword, oh, which that is that great. I, I yeah. Funny.
1: Well, little things like that, right?
2: I thought it was an interesting choice of the kind of. Um, families they were like you said with the cars being like these Mm kind of like associated with like he could have totally said look I'm just going to make them two mafia families you know just the traditional mafia families it could have just been that Mm -hmm. like totally I think he because of his style and again probably like you said this was kind of like his precursor to Moulin Rouge I think he was trying to up the ante a lot with the colors and stuff mm-hmm. and how else better to do that than to use like these just, and it might be LA, I, right? It's yeah. LA, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's probably a good reason why he chose a lot of the characters he chose too, because mm-hmm. are uh, the actors because of
1: rich bad boys.
2: Ri- yeah. <laughs> what they represent all these different things. I thought it was from, so from that point I, I give him credit. It was really a lot of bold choices to make. to make the opening
3: scene appealing too to like a younger, even like a male audience. Just yeah. Like the original stories are very attractive to, like yep female audiences the, the love story yep. with this whole like explosion and like action thriller of like yep. gas station scene with yeah. guns like gunfight in the streets he was Ang Lee before
2: Ang Lee was because yeah. he came <laughs> out with the double guns right? oh and yeah I mean, it
3: caught your attention right like <laughs> this is Shakespeare play like the opening scene I thought really caught it my attention cool. in terms of like this is different like for 96 mm. as mm-hmm. a 13 year old watching this like when I first watched it it was so know? accessible yeah. it was yeah. something you could and you understood you're like oh they're clearly you know they're using Shakespearean uh, verbiage but it's clearly you, you get the sentiment of what they were dialoguing
1: and you know what? I believe them that they were in love. You know, the these two actors, Leo and Claire, first name basis again, guys. Um, I did. I think there's some people who felt like their relationship didn't feel real. First of all, I don't know how old the actors themselves were at this point, but Claire they was seemed. seventeen yes. And Leo was 21. Oh, okay. Right. But still, for you know, on the young side. I have been acting for a long time, and also, can you just imagine even playing the characters? You know, as an actor. It's like it's really easy to go in and start judging people for their performance or Mm. the work or whatever. But when you start thinking about how hard it is when you're like unpacking this script to think you have to play falling in love with somebody, and the whole play takes place over how many days? Right. You know what I mean? It's It's so fast, or less. Or less. I think I feel like it's three days or four days. I don't know how long exactly,
0: but was that uh, commonplace in uh in, in Shakespearean times to get married in three days?
1: I mean, I think this is the heightened love story, you yeah, know yeah, this is what yeah, he created right. like these two kids they they're they're they've they've fallen in in lust, but they think it's love and they'll do anything for each other and it's this romance it's heightened you know and right. i I felt it and i think and I think no matter how I see it done on stage or in different adaptations, I always feel it because, as I was saying earlier that he Shakespeare was such a master, I feel like getting this this conflict this drama out you know
2: right and 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 I think another, you know, one of the reasons why they got married fast is you got to think about who's doing this. They're, these are teenagers; they're not expected to think logically in the way of saying, "Well, we need to do this." We need. They just—it's just the passionate overall that that drives them. That's so, probably
1: they lived half their lives at that point back yep. then. Yep. <laughs> Everybody was dying before age of thirty, probably.
0: Good point.
2: Good yep. point. Um, so, what are some of the things that we like the most about this film?
0: I already said. Uh, Gun, you, that, was like, thing. that was like, <laughs>
3: your. Yeah. <that> yep.
2: <laughs> what about yourself? For like the social issues, I think. Like, mm. okay, we you can. You know, work.
3: like if you want to dive into when they introduce the Montagues, like all Romeo's cousins and friends that are hanging out before like, the party, mm-hmm. I and mean, then Mercutio comes in, played by Harold Perrineau. Yep. Comes yep. in yep. in like total drag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's exactly. So I appreciate singing that. That song, for, for doing that, and he's not just you know a guy who's like a gender-fluid black man, the casting him as a Merc- Mercutio, doing yep. that in 96, but he's, in the movie, in the script, in this, in this world, he's actually accepted by the friends in society. There's no...
1: And he's erect, a good sort of time.
3: ...about him being queer or, like, right. cross-dresser or whatever. It's, right. like, it's very he's accepted. Also, he's mm-hmm. also, like, the toughest dude in the crew. Right. Because you know? yeah. mm-hmm. the he's, other guys aren't that tough. I'm
2: he's right. like, I'm dressed in high oh, yeah. heels, but I will whoop you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
3: modernizing the script where, like, the Queen Mab is ecstasy, is Molly. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. That's...
3: Queen Mab was like a fairy that was like sort of mm-hmm. talked about sort of like ethereally like in the original Elizabethan you know like play where right. this is like here, here's an E-bomb we'll mm-hmm. going to a party. And he right. was
1: singing in, in drag he was singing that. he was lip singing uh a rape cult yeah. Thing, yeah. he was lip singing <laughs> young hearts
3: yeah and that song uh, yeah. Really yeah. like disco was also like a so part of like gay clubs like in the 70s which Kim, know, Kim like Mizzell, African, like, and she released that nights, song you know? 20 like,
1: years before the movie so yeah. she, that song came out in 1976 so how crazy but the the, um, the song lyrics have nothing to do with the plot. No. <laughs> no. right, right, right.
2: You're mentioning that. That's, well, that's what I, I said before
0: is there was a several... They was just like that one line, song. Chris. Yeah, Young hearts like. run free. They yeah. were
1: like, we'll, do, we'll, we'll stick with this song. You I think they chose it like,
3: because of the more the festive sound mm-hmm. for the performance
1: that they right. did at the party. <laughs> right? I also <was>, <laughs>
3: thought some of the songs
0: were... I don't know if it was intentional. Like, they just felt a little sarcastic.
1: <laughs> oh, really? In, in, you in got that, a tone from in, it now? there's selection. selection
0: of certain songs. <laughs> like, um... I think it was like, yeah, number one crush garbage. Mm. Yep. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed like, you know, it's very. I think they
1: started the whole movie with that song. Yeah, yeah they did. I,
0: that's what broke out. And then, actually, um, I feel like Love Fool is pretty. I don't
1: know. Yeah, so it's a little Love sarcastic so Yeah, I, I was like thrown
0: off
3: like by that. Number one crush is about a stalker. You know that, right? It's like, is that? There you go. Yeah.
1: And so then, then this song. The I
2: listened,
1: I listened to this song, uh, Pretty Piece yeah. of Flesh by One Inch Punch, and it sounded like a Nine Inch Nail song.
2: Yeah, it did, didn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Doesn't the band have something with inch in it? Huh?
1: One inch punch. One inch punch. Oh, the yeah. The song. Okay. Wait, um, no, that's the name of the song. That's the name uh, of the group. Oh, uh, okay. Pretty piece of flesh yeah, is so the name I mean, of the song. Maybe
0: they're a Nine Inch Nails
1: cover band. <laughs> they sounded just <laughs> like him. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> they also had a Radiohead song called Talk Show Host. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Like like
3: we'll get back to that later.
0: And they had
1: some <laughs> Irish singers. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. read about. One, talk show.
3: Okay. Let's talk about talk show host. when me introduce and Romeo.
0: As, as, yes, as one of the, s- the songs that yeah. doesn't make sense to me in the, in the movie. <laughs> so they're introducing Romeo and he's writing poetry, and you have talk show hosts in the background. Someone explain. <laughs> is there anyone <laughs> with this song here? Or should should I randomly? should I play a little, a little bit of that, I mean, that it's song?
3: New York in the mood, like I, he's, he's a very sorrowful writer, like he's very depressive guy a mm. lot of, oh, with a lot of angst stretching, like you no so, tom there, york there's a lot of there's a lot of musicians that scene that. the or the sun's setting you know it's profiling romeo for the first time in the movie he's like writing in his notebook he's depressed because oh, he can't yeah. get with this girl Rosalind, and he's like doing this whole like teenage like angst like soliloquy like oh like why am i so sad who am i The sort of things so tom york's song like tom like talk show host yes um I want to, I want to be someone else or I'll explode. Like, it's very teenage things right. like, ex- being expressed, I thought,
1: right?
3: Mm. I, thought, I thought it suited the mood of that scene when he's being introduced really well. Like, the sound, like, with the, with the, solo, with the single to... guitar. Yeah. Is yeah, you're more of a am more I'm more of a, like, the sound...
1: Yeah. This is like what we were coming out of in the 90s, anyway. Mm. Early 90s. Then, uh, Teenage Angst,
0: for sure, right? Actually, Kevin and I were kind of discussing this after, or like earlier today, about the uh, talking about sarcastic songs, mm. like exit music for a film. Right. Now, it's not on the soundtrack because it's in the, the credits, the end credits, but like they didn't even name it something. Oh. oh,
1: There was one song that they made just for the movie, but I don't remember which one that was now. Then they had this weird like acapella cover of Everybody's Free. Oh, right. Yeah. By yeah, Quindon yeah. Tarver. And I was like, I thought it was going to be everybody's free. You know that song? To feel good, feel good. But it, it is that song, yeah. but it's him like, it's like, that, like, it's like, I don't know what this is called. Like, what is this called?
2: I think they. I think one of the reasons why they chose like some of the songs are like all over the place is um you know is because I think there's also them. I think he still again. I think and I can't be. I I could not know what the director's thinking, but if I had to guess, I think. There was a certain amount of him trying to give the film um, a seventeen-year-old's personality.
1: Yeah, mm, yeah, well, that's you know what I'm yeah for where, sure. Yeah, that where, makes
2: sense. Where, because if you're a seventeen-year-old, you're most likely driven by whatever it is in your mood at that moment in time, and right and with the '90s music, I right, think I back it up, right. So, I think that was part of it. You know, at least listening. To the soundtrack,
0: Voice to Men, I'll Make Love to You" should have been the sex
2: scene. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh, good gravy! Come on! Although it who's, still would have been who's relevant, the here, damn it? right? Um, but who who
1: was I mean, the sound designer? More, what do you think about oh, mercutio's character as
3: like, as, like this, this drag character? Oh,
2: so I, first like, of all, he that scene where he's. he's representing He's he's out out there screaming and yeah. the fireworks are going. That's my favorite scene. Yeah, this version of Mercutio. Oh yeah. That's my yeah. favorite. He actually says something I thought was really kind of a cool line and he goes, If love be rough with you, be rough with love. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hot. I thought that was really just kind of like
1: you <laughs> need to be quoted. I thought yeah. that was hot. I thought that was hot, man. <laughs> um, um I just wanna point out that the music uh, was by Nellie Hooper. She was a sound designer. Cool. Who okay. did work
3: with New York and Massive Attack? So, uh, so that, that oh, wow. makes sense. electronic. Like this is when electronic music was becoming bigger yeah. too in the mainstream and just like using synthesizers. Yeah, uh, that makes so sense. That's sort
1: of Cinematography Donald McAlpine. These people are important, you know, because like the the director does a lot, obviously, but mm-hmm. the other crew members, the other designers, they're the ones who really create the, for best the storyboards and everything. Dark, uh, yeah. art direction
3: and set direction. Yeah,
2: there
1: uh, you go.
3: Yeah, the Oscars in 96.
2: Well there was a lot of talk I mean this film did was pretty um talked about when it first came out I remember that much and in uh, and, and it wasn't well received by critics by to a some degree uh IMDb gave it a 6.8 Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71% and Roger Ebert gave it a 2 out of 4 stars well because
1: they don't be, Hollywood doesn't but, like adaptations to this degree cuz they, they he really he really you know he and really took it there, you know. He really went to the extreme, and he did what he wanted. And they don't like that. They like Shakespeare, like the Olivier way.
2: And 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 you got to also think about again, who's your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of these people at this organization <laughs> <Yeah>. were probably, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, if Vice had been around at that time, that would have probably been high on their radar. Probably those kind of, edu- I would I would like to have gone back and seen what MTV said about it, right? You know what I mean, like what they were talking oh, about. Yeah. I'm you like know. your
1: fact checker right
2: now. Uh-oh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think... Uh, yeah, it was highly
3: taught. I mean, it, I think I won
2: a oh TV God. award. Oh, I'm TV sure award. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know. know, so... I think
0: um, Darren just did it. I don't know if you guys have a particular favorite scene of your own from the film.
3: Favorite scene from the film... Mm-hmm. So he liked the Marcucci. Yeah, I mean that's, that's that's what, that's one that stands out the most because as a thirteen-year-old, mm-hmm. seeing the, like like you know this dude in drag was a little bit confusing to me. Just like okay, I've never really seen something like this. Right. In a Shakespeare, especially like in a Shakespeare, like I'm studying this right now in school.
2: Right. At the time. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I didn't know
0: what to think about it. I'm like, well, he, actually, all I knew he looked all damn good. The actors
3: good. were were men back in the day, so
0: right. Yeah, pretty much. Like, sure it was all drag.
3: Right. Well <laughs> I know that. He he looks like. Harold Perrineau looks fucking dope in the white sequin skirt, mm-hmm. bra, and the white afro when he's doing that. He like, looks he exactly look the same right now. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's, he does. It's yeah, it's 22,
1: Twenty-two years, years later.
3: In That performance. <laughs> I think. Know. Yeah, I think it's actually between him
2: and. John Leguizamo, as far as but like, Tibble, the great performances. Performances. Yeah. well, they both have strong theater backgrounds too. Yep.
1: there so. are a lot of articles written written in 2016 great. about the everlasting frenzy of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet 20 years later. Hmm. A lot of a lot of articles about that. You know, like revisiting that. I, you know what? I really love the. I keep going back. I, I didn't. I haven't recently watched the film, but and I also don't know how many times I watched the film as a teenager. But um, there are many moments that stick out in my mind. I. I just keep going back to that uh, uh, the fish tank moment because I as an actor, as an actor, you know, it is really hard to play that. It looks easy and it's really hard to play. And if you go and watch that scene again, but it's probably fresh in your minds. Mm. And and Leo comes, he sees her and he comes up and he, he, he does this thing with his eyes, you know, he's. He, The reason why he's a 20 million dollar actor is because there's always he's always thinking something and it just comes out of his eyes even when there's no dialogue. And that's a skill in itself, you know. Um, And so I just I really I believe them and I thought that their emotions were so high. The stakes were so high for the two of them. That scene when he's like crying in the desert.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Um, And then remember how she uh, she takes her life with the gun. Mm. I, I think in the actual script, it's she takes the poison as well. Uh, no, right? she, she stabs herself. Oh, she stabs, stabs herself. Yeah. herself. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I feel like to avoid any more confusion. Like <laughs> she should have shot Leo in the head one more time before she shot herself. Just to make sure, because then he wakes up and then she's <laughs> dead. Oh, <right? laughs>
1: come on. <laughs> All right, I'm going home now. <laughs> Jeez, you want a double murder-suicide over here, Chris. This That's is a different morbid. movie, man. This is well, supposed to be for day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like... <laughs>
2: Romeo and Juliet, The Sopranos. We also
3: yeah. talk about Paul Rudd dancing by himself in that scene, like he's like when he's oh, dancing yeah. with Claire with Claire Danes. Oh, no, yeah, he, yeah, that's yeah. A yeah. Nice he's thing. trying to like Mac, and he's he's really and he's like funny dancing alone. Like, 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 he's terrible
2: colorful. at it, by the <laughs> yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, it's great. He was a, he was a, he was <laughs> he was just not a nice person in this movie, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just like he, he he was a perfect cast for that. Role, he always right? plays
1: roles like that, though, where yeah. he is like smarmy. Yeah, or he in Parks and Rec, he just doesn't know what's up. He just is like,
2: no, he, uh, you know, it, it, early earlier early Paul Rudd was smarmy. Right. As he right. gets older, he becomes comical and more right. charming. You know what I mean? So it's a different type of. Ca- I think that was a good cast for him, and um, yeah, that to me like the the. There's a couple scenes that stood out most, you know, with obviously, the, the aquarium scene, I thought was right. a really just um, nicely orchestrated scene. Um, and also, even though it's small, the scene where um, uh, Juliet goes to for confession and is talking to basically the priest who basically gives her a plan of action to say, look, you know, we're gonna hook, we gonna work together, and we're gonna fake this shit, and then you can be with him. And I just thought, like, it, there's a whole—I di- I mean, just that maybe three-minute sequence. There's a whole lot of different directors, and in, in that that thing, you have a little bit of um, of uh, uh, Tarantino in there, if, mm-hmm. where he. You see the guy in the, the, the behind the scene the, there's a little bit of spike in there it, it, there's a lot of influences and, and, and these guys hadn't really done anything at that point so it it's funny how that one scene kind of cross culturally forward. probably other filmmakers have said hmm let me let me steal from that
0: how how does um by the way that that whole situation uh play out today with you know, yeah, that that's a good question. Like oh, stuff. missing so, the mail? Yeah. Yeah, does this so even you know, hold up? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He's going to mail to Romeo
3: that like, <laughs> this is the player. I'm mean, you know, have, get yeah. How do
0: we? i going to text you I just had a
1: lost this. package with the UPS I mean, the other yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I had to print a claim had, and everything, we pages. guys. We pagers.
3: We pages, right? 995?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. They were definitely. Like the Friar Lawrence. I had a pager for sure. Yo,
3: 911, homie.
0: Call back's urgent. Yeah. Romeo have a phone in that trailer he was living in
3: That's
2: a good question, right? Yeah, pages. Oh, yes. so by
1: the way, in 2013, there was another adaptation with an oh, impressive cast of supporting right. players that includes Damian Lewis and yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I bet. I, if, I wonder if they were like the I remember. I remember. the fathers.
2: I came across that too, and I didn't get to. I, I wasn't going to watch it.
1: I, I never uh, even but, heard of that exactly. one. But
0: actually, now, now speaking about this adaptation and those actors in particular, we have a, a question yep. each time.
2: Oh uh, yes, Th- this is an awesome question, and I
0: think this this movie could have a good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? Would Tom What's the Hanks
2: question? Hanks oh. Make this movie better. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, know. Playing who? Playing Tom who? Hanks. What hell no. remember, now this Made is the '94 Hanks, right? Yeah, yeah, no. So this is game. like what? Um, um, yeah. This would have been Splash. No, Splash was twenty earlier. years ago. it Was Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia, wasn't it? Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. In, in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> in, in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> <too young>. 94. <laughs> we didn't make the movie, but it was in it. I'm just saying. He could
1: have been one of the fathers. I love the people playing the fathers. I'm big fans of theirs.
2: was Buzz and Buddies. He could have been Mercurio.
1: Yeah, he would have been the younger people, yeah. Yeah, ah.
0: Oh wait, so he would have been young enough to be one of the yeah.
1: kids.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, nah, yeah. Or like this, yeah. could he be Paul Red's? He would have or been Tibble
1: or no, he would've <laughs> Yeah, he would have No, he could, just doesn't fit this. No. Um, he just doesn't fit it, right? There's just some <laughs> Or maybe something he's a I
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, With yeah, Mercurio like uh, with Montague tied <laughs> on the back of his neck or something? Yeah?
1: But you know, the other the other <laughs> problem with this film is um That's a, that's just, about the other the other thing with this film is Just how many teenagers know about this this uh, play actually, and the you know suicide is a big problem in our in our uh, country in our our world. Could you do this movie today? Oh yeah. Could
2: you remake this movie? And if you could, who's your lead? Who's your two leads? I already know who I think. Could you? Yeah.
1: Well, I'll, be, I'll be doing an ethnic version. There oh, you
2: go. Kevin bang. <laughs> yeah. I'll do an all Asian American cast. Personally. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'll that's do. going first. Actually, first and foremost. Not,
2: I actually thought about that with uh, Crazy Rich Asians. This... Yeah, we kind of had our you know, Julia this past summer. You had yes. your moment. Yeah. Cinderella with Crazy Rich Asians. You, you had your totally. moment. Now the
1: Indians won ours. It wasn't a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, it was a
3: tragedy.
2: <laughs> it could've, you could have taken a lot could of those actors and put them into that film yeah. easily. Yeah. Absolutely easily. Yeah. So... Or the whole Black cat, what do you mean? Black Panther cast.
1: Romeo and Juliet need to be fourteen years old.
2: Yeah,
3: Harry who, Shum who? Jr., Stephen Yoon, or
2: something
3: like mm-hmm. as Romeo. Hmm. Well, also uh, Lana Condor as uh, Juliet.
2: Would have been a great soundtrack because we have a lot of good music right now, and I think would have been some good, like you know, as long as don't, I, you know, let's not put Cardi B on there right now, but whoa, there's whoa, other whoa. there are other artists that yeah, I think it, might yeah. fit. You can totally adapt it to,
1: you yeah, can adapt right. it to any any time, really. That's the whole beauty of Shakespeare. I, in college, I was in a Macbeth set in ancient Japan. I mean, it was that serious, you know?
2: Would, would it be received, though, by this audience, by millennials today? Would they, you think they would, because I feel like. You'd, you'd have
0: to update the whole male thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you are stuck
1: it's on the mail. you're gonna have
0: cell phones, so really like you're, you're out of networks, <laughs> you're not getting the text
3: messages. How <laughs> would you write that? Well, a, yeah, he
2: was
1: way so on the boonies
3: uh, in Mexico, like wherever that, that was. Right. That's the
2: thing about, unfortunately, like like Sorry. I think of cell phones could, ruins a lot of like the updates to films. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like it's a technology. lot of things you can't but, but, do. But
0: also, I think yeah. it could work. It could work because the way that Baz Luhrmann did it, it almost looked like post-apocalyptic, like Los Angeles. So, if you did it that way, that's true. Maybe you know you have the same issues. But yeah. they
1: just didn't have the phones then. That's what we were saying. They only had beepers then. So, it was a, a non issue for him. But, you know, I, I, they could probably do like, you know, don't, don't parents these days, like, what do they do when their kids, when they don't want their kids to be on their phone all the time? Do they take their phones away? Or we're talking about teenagers here. Do they I'm get grounded? Easy. What happens uh, these days? I don't have. I don't uh, think. I don't think yeah. and does anybody do? have kids here?
2: Kids
0: will put it kids, no. will, put it, not <laughs> sure kids will have a yeah. on But here, take your phone yeah.
2: Well, well sure how how how, how old are we talking though? Like they're, f- for they're fourteen, yeah. yeah like they're so do their
1: phones get taken you away? They just by don't their pay parents? the
2: bill. You don't pay their bill. Okay. But, but like, they're rich, but they're rich would be though. This so funny if this was like... I don't <laughs> but this is, is like going. we're talking <laughs> gossip
1: girl. It would be like gossip girl kind of thing or any of the Netflix shows that has a teeny the teenagers. I guess you
2: take the phone away. I mean, I guess that's the only really thing you can do. But then, right? would
1: they would they be would they use somebody else's phone? T- I mean, We're hung just, up on the phone yeah. thing, but it's serious. It's almost impossible. So <laughs> <But> it's serious. <laughs> it seems important right now. Can it you is? do I'm Shakespeare without phones? Someone from Verizon mail,
2: call so us and let us know what the options are. Uh, yeah. um,
1: I don't know. Like right, he missed the mail slash text. That was such a consequential
3: like, <laughs> second half. Of Maybe
1: movie. he just like, never sent hit send. <laughs> You know, you know how sometimes there's you type map. it out it and then you forget? And like, no. Spam and never no, it. sometimes I write out a text and I forget to hit send. That's, yes. Okay. Or a, an email stuck in draft. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Think outside the box, guys.
2: Um, so it's
1: yeah, it's so yes, the answer is yes. Thing,
2: <laughs> I feel like they would just go on Snapchat and do it. Um,
1: Meet me in the alley. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
1: I mean,
0: you yeah. know. Well, I also wanted to, um, I mean, obviously we, we've done... Um, West Side Story previously. Uh, which so is well. very, you know, probably you call I it a, 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 a different version of Romeo and Juliet. Mm. But one thing I did notice towards the end, um, I don't know if you've recently seen West Side Story, but the end, uh, Maria has I a have. speech. Yes, I <laughs> sorry, Thank <laughs> you. <Sarah>. Thank <laughs> God. To deal with. I just wanted to say that one time. Um, Maria over, a, over oh. the dead body has right. a speech mm-hmm. at the end. So yep. what, what's the guy's name? Or?
2: Bob? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> over, over Bob? I uh, was Puerto
0: Rican. Um, and she has, big speech, right? she has this big speech, Yeah. She took home to both gangs yeah. around her. Um, yeah. The spe- speech at the end of Romeo and Juliet, with the, the, but it's the police chief this time, but he oh, makes this right. big speech Right. Oh, yeah. Right. I thought that was uh, a well, paraphernalist. That's his,
1: that's, his that's his epilogue,
2: well, right? Well, yeah. isn't like West Side Story really kind of an updated version of Romeo and yeah. Juliet, right? It's yeah. it's really kind of like the... Oh, right, sure. It's the yeah, whatever, ultimate whatever, yeah. of updates of sorts. Oh, well, sure. I mean, and then he kills... Maria's brother. Yeah, and um, you know they're gonna do a Romeo remake of West Side Story. The
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: someone had to let us know about that. We should have probably yeah.
1: researched that. Last they were time. looking for uh, all Hispanic actors. Yeah, they cast out of New York actually. Well, a casting director, I know. I wish I could sing.
2: I'm not that. Hispanic, but I'm available. Um, I, I've been mistaken. I can way. be hot dog man number they, two. They
1: cast the <laughs> yeah. They cast people in it, right? I would like to be in that movie as. A person with one line.
2: <laughs> yeah. Say, I don't need a lot of line. Just give me, yo. And that's it. That's, it. that's, yeah. that's all you
1: need. And yeah. you get paid.
2: So my parents know, and my, my friends know I was in it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. You I'm made history. To... Yeah. Not and a thousand dollars. And a thousand dollars. And, and, and a high bill from the, uh getting my, my uh, union card. Um, what uh, what what song off this album do you think it sh- should be considered the signature song from the soundtrack? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it's got to be Desiree's Desiree's right, That's right, for only song sure. Played in its entirety for that party scene. the like,
1: entire five minutes during
3: the aquarium scene. Should I play? They're running around the elevator, kissing, like you know, like that. The whole song is being played. Yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, that's got to be the. I, I forgot which love fool was the one. Yeah, love fool was probably the one that is most popular. That was played one on they, radio they pushed,
0: the most. That was when they pushed yeah. for the film. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and as far as MTV, that yeah. single had the Clearly most the mainstream success. Yeah, that so was those, obviously those that you the played the after that for somebody. Everyone yeah, knows I'm it. I'm it. Still sorry, plays now. I'm gonna go with you know? the choir's yeah. rendition of "When Doves Cry." When's? Oh yeah.
3: Harbors when does when? Yeah, when they were. Oh yeah, I forgot that from there. was talking to Fire about. Us to get married,
2: right? And
3: with the choir backdrop, I don't know if I just said my favorite, or if I think that's the song that rep- represents. So but so for me, like talk show hosts, not the best to represent the movie, but this is also like a point where Radiohead became what they are today. Like from just like a regular, like kind of like basic rock band, yep. like in the vein of like you know, drum, guitar, bass, like Green Day, Weezer, Oasis, and like really broke from that tradition and became what's considered to be like one of the more like most important bands. Yep. Of the 21st century.
2: Oh definitely, Radiohead is kind of like and this was, this was, was a free, this was
3: the this was the beginnings of that with uh, exit music with uh, talk show hosts. I, like, have
2: I,
0: have, like, I have a bunch of friends. Was that, like are like on, Rock? that are on this. That are on. I'm just not a huge Radiohead. Fan Me either. Fan.
2: But you got to recognize not? their their influence of the yeah. of the decade. So unfortunately, so, and this was
3: the turning point of like this beginning of like a creative era endless evolution of their music, yeah. and what was all like the C-
2: That was the precursor to the Seattle Grunge Rock movement no. of like late 20s, I mean early, early 20s or so. No, Grunge was
3: early ni- Kevin 90s. 90s? I'm from Seattle. From okay. the Bay from Seattle. Uh, more like indie rock was more, you know, like Modest Mouse, those guys came out.
2: Would 90s. um Guns, would have been would they have been considered part of that movement? Because they were, what, 85, 84, something like that? Grunge Rock? Yeah. Same. I do Guns and Roses. Oh, guns, yeah. No,
3: that's not, that's not that's not that's not that's not alternative rock in the same vein as Nirvana, Project
2: Jam. No, 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 like no, no, no. I know. It's closer to rock. Yeah, yeah, it's closer it's like to it's rock. Close right? to rock like '80s rock, like mm-hmm.
3: hair rock.
1: Right.
2: Um.
0: Do we do we ask the?
2: Yeah. You want
0: okay, Oh my gosh! What's that, Chris? My, this is my more of my favorite question. Um, <laughs> can we insert into this soundtrack Eric Clapton's "Tears in Heaven"?
1: And, Aww. I mean, but that was an 80s song, the though. Yeah. Yeah, but... You know, if if, if so the nah, rules... I mean, they had 70 right. songs, I guess, in there. So Unless you
3: remixed it or something. But, like, the lyrics stand, I guess, you could do something with... Beth. I, I think mean, you t- t- I mean, tragedy. could... Tragedy. Yeah.
1: Tear- yeah, of course you could have that. And yeah. And, yeah,
3: I mean...
1: When, in the funeral scene?
0: Um, I, I don't know. Possibly. Um... I mean, again, that's that's the question
3: for you guys. Where would you insert it mean, if, if you sl- thought it was possible. The only slow song in the whole soundtrack is Desiree's Kissing You.
0: Mm-hmm. But, 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 but what, I what I like is that it wasn't as quick a
3: no as the Tom Hanks <clears throat>
0: question. Yeah, Tommy's wow. no. She didn't
2: let the words get out your mouth. No. No. I was like, <laughs> no.
1: I can't see him in it.
2: Yeah, he
3: can.
1: And he uh. wouldn't be in it. Like He would have to – He he's a leading man. If he's not – if he can't play Romeo, he wouldn't have been it, you know. Because be everything bad. else is supporting. Father, father but is every part. other role is supporting. Tom Hanks is a leading man.
2: Well, but that time he was kind of just becoming into getting his powers. He it's was just he was just what, what, getting his what powers. Year was big? That would have been ninety no, that's earlier, bro. That was earlier yeah. than that.
3: Ninety
0: four.
2: Was it? It was no. like way
3: before Was it? No, I was out of college by. At then. least five years before Forrest Gump, right? Forrest Gump was exam. 94.
1: Listen, Philadelphia like 80, 80, was 93. 90. He won the Oscar for Philadelphia in 93. So there's no way he's so going to be in big a 96 movie. Yeah,
3: 88, 88.
1: There's big no way he's going to be in a movie three years later, not as a supporting lead after being an Oscar winner. So. Um, Negativo.
2: So we're getting toward the uh, end of this podcast. Any final thoughts on this uh, on the film that uh, we want to convey here?
1: Uh, if you're feeling sad or suicidal, get help. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Don't not a joke. Don't do but it it's true. just because you feel somebody doesn't love you mm. or, or is that, is that you can't segue be with into them. Some of the work you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what that's are you, right. What do you... Uh, well, I know Chris because he's been a musician for um, a suicide prevention fundraiser that I do every year. Oh, nice. Um, with, with live musicians. That's That's he's been a performer and donated his time uh, to help raise funds for uh, the organizations here in New York City. Nice. Um, but so, yeah, that's like a big theme. And I think that we kind of like as adults, we, we watch a movie like that and we just kind of gloss over it because we just think, oh, whatever, it's just Shakespeare. But we have to understand, like, it's such a big problem with teenagers right Especially
2: now. Especially today, bullying Especially and, all today, the, and all of those other I, I
1: keep seeing articles pictures. about 10-year-old and 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you know this? Because they just Google everything. So, you know, this kind of movie, I wonder, you know. It's so beautiful, but when there's a resurgence, you wonder how how are the teenagers taking it? Like, Are they like, are they like oh, that's days, like my life. He doesn't love now. me.
2: So it <laughs> amplifies that. <laughs> I everything. can't be with him. Yeah. So. And we spoke
0: briefly about um, you doing that event again this year in April.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try. I've just emailed uh, the uh, owner of the venue that I like to see if there's any availability in April. April is really tough for me. I go on tour for one of my solo plays, so I just have a few, three days it could be. So that's mm. difficult. And
0: which solo play is this?
2: Yeah.
1: I have a solo play on sexual violence prevention that I tour in April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month at colleges, so um I usually get booked up in um, April for that, but I like to you know also do the fundraiser in April cuz I feel like that's a nice month, you know. The weather's changing, people start wanting to sure. go out more. Um no big holidays really except for Easter maybe. But,
0: yep. but who nope. celebrates that anyway?
1: Some people celebrate People celebrate, who celebrate I, it. That yeah. was, that was a <laughs> <Yeah>. Who <laughs> celebrates that? People who celebrate it. That's right. Uh,
2: Kevin. <laughs> what are you up to, man? What's, what's coming I'll up next man. for you? Just
3: one last thing about this movie, just like nostalgia for me. Go it's for it. A, it's definitely not a perfect uh, movie. It on on. No, it's, it's not. Movie,
1: right? Oh, we got to <laughs> give rating anyway. You <laughs> know, we'll... for
3: me it's, like '90s nostalgia. Like that reminds me of like my first girlfriend. You know, in eighth grade, ninth grade. And, like we watched the movie together, and like you know, and like mixtapes at the time. Through, mm. you know, or Spotify and iPod. Like it's very mixed the Soundtrack TV. is decent yeah. because it's sort of, like this yeah, nice mix. It's like a mixtape on CD. Maybe that is it. Maybe yeah. that's the point. Behind that's all it is. How many really? mixtapes did you yeah. have? You had. You used to make them. You used to do them. for the girlfriends. Did you guys so give out names.
1: mixtapes to girls that you liked back yeah. in the day? The, the sealer, I, I definitely got one. Those, those
2: yeah. vaults are yeah. sealed. My girlfriend,
1: was, <laughs> my girlfriend was
0: basketball back in high school. So I oh, okay. You know, that's your all movie was, was Love and Basketball. So Mine was, time, was music,
3: so there was that.
1: So, and I mean, I don't know if this movie is such a great movie to watch on Valentine's Day. No, like, I maybe like would not a week wonder. after Valentine's yeah,
2: Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: you watch it on Valentine's Day and like with your significant other, and then you're like, I'm so glad you're here
1: with me. Yeah, that you're not dead. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. I, I think you should just go ahead and watch, you know, The Office uh, or something. Yeah. You know, something happy. Like, a, ha-
1: like a fun thing. Yeah,
2: fun thing. Oh, yeah, back to me. Sorry.
1: Romance. Yeah.
3: my stuff. Asian American um, Film Festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back to
1: you. You You already used your time.
3: Asian American <laughs> Film Festival in July. I run a networking group, Asian American Film Social. Why are you banging? How can people table? find you on social media? Uh, Asian American Film Social, New York City. New York City Asian American Film Festival.
2: And how can they find you on social media? Or can they? Um, Are you undercover? Like, what should
1: I get? <laughs> they call me Q Show okay. on Instagram and Twitter. They sure. call me Q Show. Cool. Yeah.
2: Chris. Yep. What's new? What's uh, next for you? you? Got a tour.
0: Liquid well, therapy. I'm, I'm, and it's a good. I forgot. I was gonna gloss over. Uh, next week. Uh, February twenty third. the bitter end. The end. It's uh, nine o'clock. I am. Closing out my Liquid Therapy tour. This is the That's end. That's it. So it's what does that
1: show. mean? That means you don't do the songs anymore. Uh,
0: what does uh, that mean? They'll be less prominent. Oh okay. Uh, I also I did release a, a EP, a Chris Saunders uh, uh, Unplugged EP recently. So now and you stuff. just start
1: working on new stuff? Yeah. New right. album.
0: I, I, I actually wrote a couple songs in the last few weeks, so I'm, I'm very excited about. so
2: mm-hmm.
0: um Hopefully start performing those. Mm-hmm. Um, perform the Unplugged stuff, but um, it's also my birthday next Friday, so Ooh. next Saturday. Who celebrates
2: that?
1: He, it's the people
3: whose birthday it is. <laughs> it's also my birthday Aww. next. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Aww,
1: the show, I'll be out of the town. Show he his, glazed over that
3: part. Seat. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Just the show is on his birthday, February twenty
0: third. Uh, oh, I'll be out of town that weekend, guys,
1: uh, uh, in Mexico. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to miss it. Are you? Are you sorry? Yeah, no, Morocco, maybe, Morocco, kind whatever. of, but <laughs> not really.
0: Um, so I'm doing that. Now. I'm booked out till June,
1: so <laughs>
0: plenty yep. of opportunities to
1: see. But <laughs> You're like I'm busy till June. And they're following you where
0: again? ChrisOnder'sMusic dot I saw there's music almost everywhere. YouTube, what else? Everywhere. Social media places
2: are there? Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Okay. And uh, for me, I have my film festival tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Thursday, we're all sold out. Actually, as I was sitting here, we just sold the last tickets.
1: Which film festival is that?
2: Love Actually, which is a showcase of stories from around the world about love, sex, and romance. We played on Valentine's Day every year. Sells out every single year we sold that again this year. I'm very where is happy. it? It's going to be at the Stone Creek Lounge and Bar on 27th Full Street.
1: Oh, yeah. It's right near. That's there. so funny. That we, saw the super Bowl we just hung out <laughs> at the, during the, for the Super Bowl at that same bar yeah. where we talked about doing this podcast.
2: Well, there you go. And <laughs> didn't watch the Super Bowl at all. Full <laughs> circle. Yeah. Well,
1: we didn't need to. Yeah. Well,
2: and then. Um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> oh, wow. And then I'm running a new thing called uh, Entertainment huddles, um coming up in. I think the first one is on the fourteenth, nineteenth. Uh, um, like these small pop up co working um, events for people in the industry. Dude,
3: that's, that sounds like what I'm similar to what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, so um, we're yeah, excited about that. Thanks to um, thanks to Anchor again for having us, and apparently thanks to Spotify. But we'll get into that at another latent date. Thank you um, to our guests because you, you guys were. Awesome. Please come back anytime you like. Thank you. Let us know what you're doing. Anytime, even if you don't come by, we'll we're happy to share it. Um, thank you to the infatuation.com for sponsoring us, New York Film Loft for not sponsoring us but supporting us. And um that's it for us. Uh we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I have no clue what we're gonna be doing, <laughs> but that's the fun of it. Um, I am your co-host, Darren Jenkins. And this, once again, is the download. download.